Daf Yud, both on with Aleph and on with Beis, talking cows and humble scholars. Machlokas Beis Hilun Veshamai Ba'amra Para. We have a very strange Mishnah and we have uh, interesting Gemara. And as we work through it, the, the Gemara itself, we have uh, a, a strange Mishnah. We have Rami Bar trying to explain the Mishnah. We have Rova then trying to explain the Mishnah. And then a second shot Rova has at explaining the Mishnah. Uh, and that, that means explaining an argument between Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai, similar to what we had in the Mishnah that we learned yesterday on Daf, on Daf Yud, on Daf Tes. Um, but if you look at the unstated theme, and that's what we have to do with the Matmonim, but whenever one's learning, in addition to understanding the Shaklevataria, the debate that the Gomorrah goes through, in addition to understanding the stated uh, understanding with clarity the stated issues that the Gomorrah goes through. One also has to try and understand the unstated. What's between the lines? What's under the surface? What is the, the theme? There's a sub-theme to every sugi. There's a theme and there's a sub-theme. And sometimes the real precious ideas that are applicable on a day-to-day level are in the sub-themes. Uh, and if we look at the sub-themes, it's really about getting into the minds of, of those who are very different from ourselves. Uh, and how important that is, not just as a measure of character, that you've got the capacity to empathize, to really think about something in, in terms of, of somebody else's perspective, uh, but as a method of learning, as a method of understanding, as a method of reasoning. We sometimes tend to think that there's character and there's competence. Uh, there's a person who's a big lambda, he can learn, and there's a person who's a tzaddik. But we don't realize how the two are interlinked, that the greater the human being is as a person in terms of their character, the greater is their capacity to reason. Because to reason, we don't only use our minds. To reason, we use our intuition. And as we'll see in this Gemara, we use empathy to reason. We use understanding, understanding of opinions and views that are very divergent from our own. But in that process of understanding the views that are divergent from, of our, from our own, we really get into a much clearer understanding of ourselves. So the uh, Mishnah starts off with a, the strange comment. Omar, a man says, Amra para zu See that cow there? You know what that cow said? That cow said, I'm a Naziro if I get, if, unless I get up. Naziro? Yeah, it's a cow. So it's a cow, the cow speaking. The cow speaking. Uh, and, and then the Gomorrah goes on. Uh, the door says, I will be a Nazir if I, if, unless I open up. So, so, so firstly, what is all that about? So Tosfus goes into a bit of an explanation. Tosfus says, A man saw a cow crouching on the ground. Uh, you can see that the cow was crouching because the Mishnah says, if I stand up. Uh, as Rami Bachama explains it, this is what he means. A man who saw a crouching cow. He said, this, you know what this cow is saying? 
Perish it means svura parazu. What do you mean? You know, I know what's going on in the mind of this cow. Klomas svaru parazu beliba ma shehi rovetzet to mistama machshavazu beliba machmat shirutza kol kachshin yecholal amod meila. You can see she's so settled into her crouch that she has no intention of ever standing up again, and that's what she's saying. I don't. I will never stand up again. It's not that the cow thinks that. Remember, I said to you, Tosfus on Nozir is different. It's a more modern Tosfus. It's a later period of Tosfus. And he's Mefarish as well. He doesn't do the normal job of Tosfus only, but he also explains. And here he gets into this, the psychology of what's going on. It's not that the cow thinks. The cows can't think that through. It's humans who see cows behaving in that way attribute a thought process to those cows which would be their thought process if they were doing what the cow was doing. That's really what we do. We project our thoughts and feelings onto our pets and, and we think the pet is actually feeling and feeling. We look at how much the pet loves me, or look how sad the pet is, or look, the pet is so happy, a cat or a dog or whatever. We don't know even. Look, the pet thinks I'm, I'm not going to go out, it thinks I'll ever come back. They don't think anything. They don't think. They, we don't understand how they, how they operate, but we attribute, that's the only way we can understand, is by attributing human thought processes and feelings to the animal. And, and because the person is thinking that, he attaches, he projects the thought onto the cow. And in the beginning of Sefer Yonah, it says, and the ship considered breaking up. What do you think? The ship said, uh, should I break? Shouldn't I break up? That's what the Tanakh says. It's not that the ship thought that. Of course not. If as an artist, with an artistic perspective, you look at the ship and it seems to be cracking and creaking and struggling and you're thinking to yourself, uh, it, the, the ship is considering breaking up. It's not, it's not that the ship is considering it, but that's the artistic experience of watching the ship. So the first thing is to understand the mission in this most delightful way is, is teaching us about just an artistic way of looking at the world. And, and uh, artists do that and poets do that. They'll attribute feeling to an inanimate object or to an animal. Uh, a child will do that, paint a sun with a smiley face. It's not because the sun has a smiley face. And the child knows the sun doesn't have a smiley face. The, tr- the child is attributing a feeling of happiness to the sun, which the child sees as the cause of its own happiness. And, and artists and poets do the same thing. And the Mishnah is telling us here, that's the way people are. It's, it's okay. Even Tanakh does that. Not to look at things so clinically and so distantly. The way we engage is to get into, you don't know whether you're getting into what it actually thinks, but you're getting into what you would think if you were it. But at least it enables you to empathize with the object or with the animal or with another human being in ways that you otherwise wouldn't do. And that idea of getting into the head of another is core to the understanding of this whole piece of Gomorrah. So what happens in, in this case? Beit Shammai Omer Nozir. Beit Shammai says, he's a Nozir. That's what happens. Beit Hillel says he's not a Nozir. Similar to yesterday's Mishnah. What does that really mean? 
the man, the man is a nozer. So the Gemara goes through, but not the car. <laughs> the car doesn't become a nozer. And the, um, the Gemara goes through the various things, Rabbi Bahama and Rob, and Rob, finally on Omud Beis, in that fourth paragraph on the source sheet, the Gemara says, this is what it means. Kigon. The Amar Hareni Nazir Mibsara Im Lo Amda. Vi Amda Be'emeleha. He said, not I'm going to become a nozer from wine. He said, I will become a nozer from this meat. If this cow ever stands up, I will be a nozer. Meaning, I won't eat its meat. Um, Beishamai says, what's going on in his head? And the person says, I'll be a nozer if this, it's bragging. What are you talking about? What do you, I'll be a nozer if this cow, it's not about the cow. What he really is saying is, I will be a nozer if I can't lift this cow up myself. I am so, this cow is very settled. It's heavy, it's firm. It looks as if it's never going anywhere. The cow's saying in its mind, I'm never going anywhere. I'll be a nozer if I were to go anywhere. What he really means is, I will get this cow to move. And if I can't get this cow to move, I'll be a nozer. Not because I want to be a nozer, but that's, I'm showing off. This is what I'll do. But he didn't put that, pick up the cow. The cow got up by itself. Now what? This is not showing off about his physical strength in being able to lift the cow up. He's showing off his understanding of cow psychology. And he's saying, I know this cow's never going to get up. So not, it's got nothing to do with it. I'll get it up. This cow's not going anywhere. This cow's here to stay. Well, come. And it got up. So now is he a nausea or isn't he? So you suggesting, says the Gemara, that Basil is saying, um, so, so firstly, I, I want you to see again how we're getting into the mind of the person who makes this Nezer statement. Basil and Basham are trying to figure out, is it his bragging or is it his predicting what the cow will do? If you look, just pause there in the piece of Gomorrah and look at Tosfus, Beisham HaTofet, HaGavim, Shavuk, Mubiyad, HaVelechach, Perish, Tofet, Gilui Dato, this is what he's really meaning. We're, un- we're unpacking his mind. Kloma, Beisham HaSviru, Lohi, Kiha, Adam, Kihai, Lishna, Dato, Lomar, Ken, Ken, HaOlam, Surim, Shapara, Ruvutzal, Kolkach, Bechozek, She'en, Adam, Yecholal, Amida. I know what you guys are all thinking. You're thinking nobody could get this cow to move. Hareni nozir, but I will get the cow to move. Klomar, afa pisha in rutsunili od nozir. I don't want to be a nozir. The tirchali, who wants to be a nozir? But hareni nozir lo amda. Perush im en koch biadi lahamida bekoch. I will prove to you that I have the strength to get this lazy cow onto its feet. Otherwise, I'll be a nozir. And then the cow gets up by itself and walks off. So now the question is, am I a nozir or am I not a nozir? Basilo says, he didn't mean I will lift it up. He meant the cow will get up and the cow got up. Um... And, and Bez Shammai says, no, he meant I will lift it up. And he didn't lift it up. So then let's go back to the Gemara. But you see the Gemara is getting into the head of the man. So we started off with the Mishnah, the man getting into the head of the cow. Now we're getting into the head of the man. And now we're going to take it one step further. So ask the Gemara back in the, in the piece of Gemara, just a second, are you suggesting that he's, uh, he's he, he, according to Bez Hillel, he got off being a nozir because the cow got up. But if the cow would not have gone up, he would have been a nozir. Because what does Basil say he said? You think this cow is going to get up? This cow's never going to get up. And if it gets up, uh, yeah, and if it doesn't get up, 
didn't we learn yesterday that Beishilo holds that you go after the last, the, the, the last comment. What's his last comment? I will be a nozir from the animal's meat. We learned yesterday if a man says, I will be a nozir from figs and from dates, it doesn't apply. Because that's not the lotion of Naziris. Even though you use the word nozir, and Beishalai says, if you use the word nozir, you're a nozir. Beishilo says, no, you've got to interpret in terms of the last statement. The last statement is, I'm not going to eat the meat. That's not nozir. Answers the Gemara. You're, you're, that's not what Beis Hilo holds. You're right. Beis Hilo holds that no matter what, he's not a Nazi. Because he's talking about being a vegetarian. He's talking about not eating the animal's meat. He's not talking about Nazirus at all. So according to Beis Hilo, there's no chance of him becoming a Nazi. However, according to um, what Beis Hilo is saying is, a principle of he is saying to Beishamai, forget what I say. Even according to your view, what you're saying is incorrect. How does that mean? According to me, no matter what the cow does, I'm not a Nazi. He is not a Nazi because he's making himself a Nazi from the meat, not from the not from wine. He's not a Nazi. But But you say that the moment the person says, I am a Nazir, and then even though he says, from meat, but the moment he says, I am a Nazir, he is a Nazir. Can't go back from that. But just think for a moment. You must admit that the man is not talking about his own strength. The man is talking about how clear it is that this animal is not getting up. Well, Compton, it did get up. So even you, Beishamai, who, who are willing to, to make, him, make him a Nazir, have to realize the condition that he imposed didn't get fulfilled. The, the cow got up. Beishamai says, no, this is the man bragging. So the Machlik is Beishilin and Beishamai is in Beishamai's view, so assuming he does become a Nazir, says I hold it, there's no way he'll become a Nazir, and we established that yesterday on Daftes. So that's not a question. But let's talk about your view, Beit Shammai. According to you, do you really think this is about him bragging that I will lift the animal up? Or is he just predicting? He's just saying the animal will get up or the animal won't get up, and if the animal doesn't get up, I'll be a Nazir. Showing that he understands animals. You know, this animal looks as if it's here forever. It's not here forever, it's going to get up and walk off. And if it doesn't get up and walk off, you can imagine that sometimes you go on safari, you go to the game reserve, and everybody's looking and the lion's sitting, and he's sitting for hours and hours and the lion's sitting, and somebody says, he's not going to sit forever. I'm telling you, within half an hour, this lion's going somewhere. And if he doesn't, I'm an Aussie. That's the, that's the kind of, that's how Basilo learns it. So they're arguing in, in Beishamai, but what I want to look at again here is the third case of intellectual empathy. The first case is to actually look at the cow and see in the cow what's going on in the cow's mind if the cow were not a cow but a person. That's the first kind of, of empathy. And, and we do that, and it's, an, it's a good exercise. Firstly, it's a delightful exercise when you're dealing with animals. And secondly, it exercises the, the empathy muscle. So you actually don't, that's not looking at your dog or your cat or your cow and just thinking of it as a lump of meat. You're actually engaging with it as if it does think and it does feel and in a way that you would. So that's fine. That's number one. Number two, 
We're trying to understand the mind of this crazy man who talks about becoming a nozer if he can lift the cow or not, or if the cow gets up or the cow doesn't get up. We're trying to get into this, into the head of the man, which we do right through Nadorim and Nozer, trying to understand what does this man mean, what's the context of this neder. And here we have another case of Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai arguing, and Beis Hillel getting into the mind of Beis Shammai. I really want to understand what you're saying, Beis Shammai. It doesn't make a difference to me because I don't pass in that way at all. But I need to understand how you're thinking. Uh, because, because I would have thought this is about predicting the cow's behavior, not predicting my physical prowess. And Beishamai says, no, I hold it's about physical prowess. That's the discussion of how do you, Beishamai, see it? So imagine to yourself, you, two people are having an argument and a, and a person says, uh, Reuben and Shimon are having an argument and they have very different views. And Shimon says, look, I'm not arguing about what the heck, I just want to understand your thinking. Explain to me, how do you get to this role? That's a different kind of a debate. And the, um, you, you see the, the situation in, in Israel today where the country's uh, torn apart ideologically over judicial reform or, or not judicial reform. And, and you look at, at, at each side, and the one side believes the Supreme Court has taken ridiculous power at the expense of certain parts of the population. And the other people, the other group feels that the Supreme Court is the guardian of, of a crazy political system and it mustn't be tampered with. And everybody's taking positions. And in a situation like this, it's important to, to understand what do the other people think? They're intelligent people on the other side. They're crazy people on the other side, of course. And they're crazy people on my side, of course. But they're also intelligent people on the other side. Where are they coming from? What are they thinking? What are you trying to understand? That's what Beis Hillel does, Latam Mayu de Beis Shammai. And the, you remember the Gemara in Eruvin Daf Yud Gimel. Omar Rabbi Abab Amar Shmuel, Shalosh Shanim Nechleku Beit Shammai Yavet Hillel. Hillel Omri Malacha Kamotenu, Halal Omri Malacha Kamotenu. Each one says the Halacha is like us. And they're arguing, Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel, for three years. A bat call came, a heavenly voice came and said, that this is, they're both right, this is Torah. But how do you act? It's all very well saying in, in concept, they're both saying wonderful things. But I've got to make a decision how I act. What's the halach? Halach is like Beit Hillel. Ask the Gemara if they're both valid, what did Beis Hillel do to have the merit of halacha being fixed like Beis Hillel? Answers the because they are agile, they're easy, they're flexible and humble. And they don't only learn their own view, they learn the view of, of Beit Shammai. This is such an important thing in life. It's an important thing in leadership. Two people are having an argument. A husband and a wife are having an argument. Two partners in a business are having an argument. Two colleagues in a, in a business or in a profession are having an argument. The one part of it is I think this and you think that. The other part of it is let me understand you better because that also takes the energy out of the argument. When you hear the other person really wants to understand you, a relationship is connected, is, is built, and trust is built, and the quality of the argument and the quality of the debate changes completely. And Rabbi Yisrael Salanta says in, in Or Yisrael, Or Yisrael is a collection of letters that Rabbi Yisrael Salanta wrote, and that his Talmud, Rabbi Yisrael Peterburger, put together and published in the Sefer Or Yisrael. And the Rabbi Yisrael Salanta says in Simen Kafches, uh, he brings in the name of his Rebbe, Rabbi Zundel Salant, that Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai, these were different worldviews. Beis Shammai believed the way to get to truth is both sides standing firmly with their viewpoint. 
and debating from, a, from intellectual stubbornness. I'm sure I'm right, so I will fight for my viewpoint. Beis Hillel's view is the way to get to Emes is to understand the other side. And, and the halachi comes to teach us that's the way that from a halachic perspective, they're both right, but from a halachic perspective, we will get to a better outcome if you're able to empathize, intellectually empathize, get into the head of the other person, not only get into the head of the cow, not only get into the head of the crazy nausea, but get into the head of, of your bar plukta, of the person you're debating with, and question them and learn from them and understand. You don't have to agree with them. doesn't mean because you're asking them to explain their viewpoint that you're agreeing with them. You're just trying to understand. You really want to understand the other person. And when we're in, in such situations, much greater MS, a much greater clarity of truth comes out when we're able to put ourselves into that situation. And so the unstated, the unwritten theme of this piece of Gomorrah is this idea of get into the head of a person, no matter how different they are from you. Might be a bar plukta, somebody you're arguing with. It might be a crazy nausea, or it might even be a cow. 